Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. Hello and welcome to the following on that podcast from TalkSport. I'm John Norman alongside me, as ever, ESPN Crick Info's George DeBell. Looking back at a day at play at the Bay Oval where uh, England started it with hope, uh, got uh, bored out for about uh, a session and then it all went horribly, horribly wrong. If you thought day three went New Zealand's way, well, you've seen nothing yet. Day four, uh, as one-sided as we've seen, well, for a couple of months at least. Uh, we're going to reflect, we're going to look back, we're going to uh, try and dissect where it went wrong and where it could possibly go right. You're listening to the following on podcast from TalkSport. Blimey, George. If we'd done this podcast um, at six o'clock, say the... Uh, designated uh, finishing time actually occurred I think we'd be in a very different place to the one that we find ourselves now with England 55 for three Sibley and Burns had been slightly fortunate to uh, get to 48 without loss and then the fortune went back New Zealand's way and well deserved that partnership between Santner and Watling uh, with the bats combined onto the field and here we are England I've got a real battle on their hands saving this test match yeah, I don't think Fortune's had a lot to do with it, to be honest. Well, that last dismissal of Leach, did he touch it? No, but he's got a review. But good point, well made. You've so, been so on, you've been in the field 200 overs and you can still come back at me like that. Correct Mundo. <laughs> Look, it's really hard, but England had every opportunity to do that to New Zealand. And they, in both innings, have not been greedy with their wickets. They have sold their wickets far too cheaply. And New Zealand put a very heavy price on there, so they have ground England into the dust. There was a, a bit today, which sum up today, I thought it was a bit like Reservoir Dogs, the bit where they tie a guy to a chair and torture him. That's pretty much what we saw. I've seen more competitive seal clubbing. Story of the day, then, is pretty much that. I mean, you know, there's a small but vocal band of, uh, of press here, and throughout the day, as... For yesterday, you keep mentioning Chennai, and there was, for me at least, uh, certainly 
It was reminiscent of what occurred on occasion in India. England happy with a score around 350 or 400. Everyone went away thinking, yep, that's good. But that score was shown to be vastly inferior to what they actually should have got, especially when you consider they won the toss. That's right. I mean, England were in the field for 201 overs. I mean, that's phenomenal. Mm. Uh, that's the second longest innings I've ever seen, actually, I think. So the longest would be uh, South Africa at Cape Town. And to put it in perspective, that's the third longest in England have been in the field in terms of overs this century. So that is a proper shift. Now, I don't think they bowled too badly. You, you know, they did drop Watling on 34, and there is a lack of potency about the attack. But I, I can't fault the effort of any of those guys. What I can fault is the fact that they had first opportunity to do what New Zealand had just done, and they didn't take it. And the second innings, they've come out again, having just been given a masterclass in attritional batting. And they've given it away. You know, one of them's been caught trying to slog the ball through the leg side. One of them's almost given himself a hernia trying to reach for a ball he could have left. And one of them's been caught off a ball that he's hit off the pad. Uh, you know, they're not selling themselves hard enough. And, um, yeah, that's, that's what's very disappointing. But, you know, New Zealand absolutely deserve it. Absolutely masterful. Uh, I've got a couple of questions for you. OK, question one, question of the day. Is this a good test match or a terrible one? Because it was a debate that we had at lunch today, we had a lunch yesterday, didn't really have on day two, but let's pretend we did. I don't know, uh, but it, it's old school um, and it's pr it might well have. I mean, it's been a fun last session here and it's been really engrossing in that regard. Personally, I think it's been pushing the margins of what's acceptable in terms of taking too long to build. Uh, but, you know, there's, there's definitely room for a bit of light and shade in Test cricket. This is very old school. There have been passages of play which have been... Um, there's been very little entertainment. Mm. Well, the entertainment's been fairly prosaic, but uh, I, I would say it's pushing the margins, but maybe just about OK. I still don't think it's a great wicket. I think that in the last session there, we saw a couple of edges from the seamers. You know, they took the edge of Rory Burns back a couple of times and they didn't carry to the slips with a new ball. And that's not the sign of a good wicket. You know, bowlers need to be rewarded. What you want is merit. Question two. Can Dominic Sibley... Dom, score in the offside. Yeah, yeah, he can. Uh, he's maybe not completely on top of his game. He's maybe a bit nervous, and they've certainly bowled well to him. Uh, but yeah, look, he's just scored 1,300 runs in the English season. Easily the most prolific batsman in Division One of the County Championship. But of course, he scored some runs on the offside. Um, <laughs> How many? I, I haven't worked it out. But, uh, but but you know, I've seen him drive, and 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 I would like to see him play a bit straighter. Look, his dismissal looks awful. It is awful, but fair play. Uh, but I thought it was a really nice piece of bowling. He was set up really well. So when people see the highlights, they'll probably see Santner go wide of the crease, but a, a really wide delivery and simply reaching miles for it and edging it, and, and it looks terrible. But what Santner had done is set him up by going wide and angling other balls in, so he maybe felt he had to play it. And, and, and it, you, know, you do have to give the New Zealand team again and again, you have to give them credit because... That's intelligent bowling, uh, but it looks pretty ugly in isolation. Yeah, I'm going to just pick up on that point, though, because he was beaten in very similar circumstances on two occasions to very similar-looking deliveries. In fact, he was driving at those ones. He was almost playing defensive, but way away from his body. Yeah, but, okay. but yeah, I tell you what, you hold the microphone and defend yourself. I'm just going to find question three. All I would say is that in this test, I think England have put on 50-something and 48 
for the opening wicket. And you look yeah. at their stands in recent years, and you know, they, they, those are good days. No, you're right. They have seen off the new ball. They've seen off Bolton Southie in both innings, I believe. Um, <laughs> look, he'll be really annoyed because he's been suckered out. They've both been suckered out. Yeah. Uh, and that's uh, really frustrating for them. But uh, are you asking whether I'd stick with Sibley? Yeah. No, I'd... no, I've, of course we would. Of course. Yeah. I'm, being, I'm being churlish, to be honest with you. But, you know, they were fielding for 201 overs and we were watching for 201 overs. I'm not going to ask the third question because it's too obvious. So let's move on to shot of the day. I'm going to um, mention, because there weren't too many shots played <laughs> for the first hour of today. 19 runs coming from it, no wickets. Uh, but in the 176th over... And it really felt like it. Santner unfilled three gorgeous shots against Stuart Broad. Can you remember? Yeah. Cracking pull, masterful clip, and then uh, a drive, I think. And that was the over after Watling had ramped Joffre Archer for six to bring up the century. And again, it was just, it showcased to me, it wasn't just the shots in isolation, but they had blocked it out. Yeah. For a lot longer than most people really wanted them to, expected them to, thought they should. But it just showed that they can. They left them. Well, we'll find out tomorrow actually whether they left themselves enough time. But it just showed that they can. There is more than one way to play on this pitch, and they again they executed it brilliantly. I don't know that there particularly is more than one way, but they, uh, look, they were massively patient. They had this game plan, which has all been about denial as much as anything. Mm. And they stuck to it so resolutely. So that first hour, we all thought they were going to try and push on. And I think it was 19 runs in 16 overs. Yeah. And you think they're going nowhere here. And England thinking, brilliant, we've... Mm. we've, we've, we've Taken we've a session out of the game. Right, exactly right. right. Uh, but New Zealand had the confidence to think, if we bat long enough, we will tire them. Batting will get easier. And they have been spot on. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, they have given themselves an incredibly good chance of winning. Which, uh, it, losing the toss here is a massive disadvantage. And yet they've worked really hard to get themselves into a position and basically it just has made England look so naive and and, and I know you know we just had a presser with Joss Butler and he said well we're learning we're learning I've seen it all before right I've seen this happen so many times they, they were in India and they didn't have any potency with the ball they were in Australia they don't have any potency with the ball well, why is anyone surprised it's every time they go abroad really you take out that aberrational series in Sri Lanka and uh, I, I'm trying to remember how, what it is. They've won four out of 19 tests, I think, abroad, and three of those against Sri Lanka, and one is a dead rubber against West Indies. You know, there's, there's a lot to the matter with their Kookaburra ball game on flat wickets, and I, I love the Dukes ball, and I love English wickets. I've finding them hugely entertaining the last few years in England. But I do wonder if they're flattering themselves a little bit, you know? They're, they're kind of the opposite of flat-trap bullies. Yeah, we'll go for that. Let's have a little listen to what Joss Butler had to say. I think the, the product we have of Test cricket in England is, is up there with the best product in the world, so I wouldn't want to temper with that very much. Um, I think one thing potentially in England we can do is play on better batting wickets. Um, I think a Duke's ball still offers the bowlers enough, especially in England, if you get the overhead conditions, the ball tends to swing. So um, I think sometimes we can look at playing, especially in county cricket, on better batting wickets. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think that's an education for all of us as batters but I think in England I think we've got a very very good product with a, a Duke's ball and I think test cricket is some of the, the best test cricket in the world in England and if we've got let's just hear him getting a little bit narky with George's question about whether England over bowled Joss uh, not Joss Butler that's who's speaking Joffre Archer um, yeah lots of conversations yeah I think looking at everyone to you know everyone coming with different 
um, attributes and, and trying to find ways of forcing wickets. Um, I think you all forget Jofra's very new to international cricket. It's his first overseas tour. Uh, it's the first time he's bowled with a kookaburra ball. So I think he is a very special talent, but um, he is only four or five games into a test career. Um, and of course, he's you know broken onto the international scene with immense success. Um, but, you know, it's, I don't ask too much of him too soon. Um, you know, he's still a very young man uh, who's learning lots of, along the way. And just because he's a fantastic performer already and got such great attributes, um, it's tough to ask too much of him um, and, and you know sh we shouldn't do you know he's a very special talent and we've, we've got to look after him and um, you know he's a fantastic guy he's got a great attitude towards it as well so he'll um, he'll learn from this and he's a, a great attribute to us. He looked tired uh, Joss Butler he fronted up fair fair play but boy did he look tired uh, weren't too many lols of the day were there can you think of any uh, I've got one minor lol but it's more of a point I'm going to make off the back of it than a, a real major lol well there was uh, everyone got a push on their phone, didn't they, uh, <laughs> about a, a, a general warning. Um, well, when you describe it a little bit, yeah, because what? essentially we were all sitting in the press box and then ev everyone thought that they could, they'd left a sound on their laptop, I think. Well, we should explain, there have been three earthquakes here today mm. uh, and they've, two of them have been pretty small. One of them was 5.8 and only 50 miles away. Uh, and there was a warning that poorly designed buildings could be uh, damaged or something. So you are just sort of a bit aware of it, and you only have to walk 50 yards in any direction and you'll see a tsunami warning. Mm. And uh, We're about in the worst place you could possibly be if there were a tsunami, <laughs> aren't we? We've got ocean on both sides and we're in a bowl. See you at the top of the floodlight. Right, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, there are... I bags floodlight number five. Which one are you having? I think I'll go for a surfboard and try I don't know, you're in trouble, basically, aren't you? We would be in a lot of trouble because the, the mountain is looking somewhere away. And Anyway... Uh, and I haven't filed. Uh, that's my dedication. Um, yeah, so th this alarm went, and uh, I, th I think everyone's a little bit aware of these things now, aren't they? So that was, and then we we learnt that it was just a general warning, and I, I think it was just as Santa came on as well. So maybe, maybe, yeah. maybe that was telling. I, I, the other thing was, um, we were we were talking about one of your colleagues. Uh, yes, yes, well, go on. Well. I can't help noticing that Darren Goff has just been appointed... <laughs> well, he's made his presence felt. He's just been appointed England's fast bowling consultant or whatever it was ahead of this test series. I don't even think it was fast bowling. I think it is bowling. Right. So, and England had just conceded 600. <laughs> They've just been in the field for 201 overs. You know, what, what does Goffy think about that? He, is it tight? Do heads have to roll? Well, I tell you what, I hope Adrian Durham picks up on this on drive on Monday just to ask him, you know, really, questions have got to be asked about the great man. Well, it's just as well he's got that day job still, isn't it? <laughs> Darren Goff, is he all that? There was also a minor lol. It was, who was batting? BJ Watling on the sweep, I think. It might have been a top edge. And uh, Stuart Broad was standing at square leg and he put his arms up to catch the ball, kind of walked back and then kind of just gave up. The ball plopped into the outfield. He couldn't get to it. But it just made me think, right? Well, is, that, is, is that funny? Because that kind of looked like an old man falling in as he was rushing for the bus. <laughs> well, you know, we've if, both been there, George. If you see Stuart Broad on a bus in the next few days, do give him your seat. <laughs> no, tell you what it made me think of. It made me think of the outcry there would be if that Joffrey Archer had done that. Do you know what I mean? Oh, Lord. Okay, so I got a load of texts, I think at lunchtime, or tweets rather, at lunchtime, saying, why aren't they trying? What was, you know, Joffre, his last two balls before lunch had both been over 90 miles an hour, and that was in his 38th <laughs> over. 
you know, it's it's brutal. They, I, I cannot fault the effort, and you can't really ask for more than effort. They just. They're not as good as New Zealand, are they? That, that's what we've seen so far in this. Not case. in these conditions, uh, no. The bowlers, anyway. The, the batsmen, I, I can fault the effort, or I can uh, fault the decision making. Yeah, that's that's nicely put. So uh, I, I still think that England gave this game away more in the first innings. And hey, that pitch, they, they're still yeah. every. They should be able to bat through time. I laughed a bit when, you know, the replay showed that Leach hadn't hit that ball. I mean, <laughs> you know, talk about making it a bit easy for them. And a dying press conference moment of the day. We've heard from Joss Butler. Um, let's hear from Mitchell Santner, who's talking about the difficulties of wearing spectacles uh, a la Jack Leach at Headingley this year. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess it's not too bad in New Zealand because it, it's quite dry. I mean, this year in the IPL was pretty tough. Um, yeah, it seemed to, to fog up every time I left the dressing room. But I think it's it's one me and Leach have had a good couple of chats about the glasses, actually. Um, contacts in the field v glasses but yeah um, you know whatever he's doing is working so I thought I'd try it out with some glasses on A lot can happen in three years like a chatbot may be your new best friend but what won't change? Needing health insurance United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company offer flexible budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states Learn more at UH1.com Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile With the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. If your passion for travel is on par with your passion for cricket, then I have some excellent news. The ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is being hosted in Barbados this June, which makes it the perfect destination for your summer holidays this year. To make the most of your trip, you can also experience eight matches from the series in Barbados, including... England against Scotland and England against Australia. In under a month's time, you could be spending your days exploring the vibrant streets of Bridgetown, drinking rum in the sunshine and experiencing exotic Bayesian delicacies in the culinary capital of the Caribbean. There truly is something for everyone. There's no need to wait a second longer. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, truly the best place to be a cricket fan. Moment of the day at George de Bell. Santner 100, always a special moment. Watling double 100, always a special moment. What? 19 runs in an hour, never a special moment. <laughs> uh, I, we've never seen a wicketkeeper get a double 100 against England before. It's never happened before Ooh. in Test cricket. I knew that a New Zealand wicketkeeper had never done it. I was surprised that only 10 have managed it ever. Is that right? Yeah, it's really hard. I mean, you know, they tend to come in six or seven, generally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, brilliant innings, uh, historic even. And, uh, he, he, yeah, I, I would say that was a, a pretty special moment. I mean, he's, he's absolutely nailed this game. He's been brilliant. Yep, can't say uh, any further than that, or fairer rather. Mistake of the day? Well, it's got to be Jack Leach in the end, doesn't it? I mean, I thought Rory Burns had pulled off uh, the howler to end all howlers, but... I suppose Jack Leach has made a mistake by not... It looked like he didn't think he touched it as well. It did seem to me that he was saying to Joe Denley, I don't think I touched it, mate. To be 
to be fair to him, to give him some credit, he probably doesn't want to waste a review because he is a night watchman, he isn't much of a batsman, yeah, yeah. and he probably is thinking, oh, Lord, I might have got that wrong. Yeah. Uh, so to be fair to him, I, I suspect it comes from a good place, his error. Yeah. It, it says something that if we were going to list three or four contenders for mistake of the day, they're all going to be, well, it's going to be the three England wickets because all, all three of them are, are quite yeah. poor. And uh, also, I'm just a bit worried, and this is why Joffre got a bit testy in the presser, and I don't blame him. Uh, Joss. Joss, did I say? Yeah, I just uh, I would be a bit worried, rather, that Joffre was being overbowled because uh, we've been waiting all our lives for a bowler like Joffre Archer, and he bowled 42 overs. Um, now, it's very difficult if you're out in the field that long. They've got a bowl, and uh, someone has to do it, and he probably looks the most likely in almost every occasion. But we're going to ruin him, and uh, I don't know what the answer is, but uh, I think what we saw today, I mean, he's bought a lot more overs than any of the other seamers. Yes, I don't have the stats to hand, but him and Leach both bowl 42 overs, I think. No, I think Leach, Bro- Le- Le- Leach, Leach bowled 47, and ideally you would have wanted him to bowl quite a lot more. Uh, and I don't think he had a great game. To, he's had a great game to, to this point, but he, look, he's, he's not had an absolute... Well, he's another youngster, not youngster, but he's another guy early in his bowling career, just like Curran, just like Archer. Yeah, I, 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 look, I'm a Somerset supporter, to be honest with you, but I did think today when he was struggling to get a lot of life from that pitch and then Sadler comes on and makes his spit, uh, I did think that it was quite revealing and it did make me think, what were those taunts and wickets like? Yes, yes. Uh, what were you doing on Google? What were you looking at Google during Boring Bitter today? Oh, I can't remember. Do you know there was something? And it was quite interesting. Do you want me to go and have a quick look at my laptop? No, I can't. Um, there was something. I'll tell you what I was looking at. No, I looked at the ge- geological makeup of uh, Mount Monganui. It's lava. You probably knew that. I thought oh, it was no. just a mountain. And I looked at Brownie, my, my roomie. Hang uh, on, hang on. Is that a volcano? It was caused by a volcano. Ah, oh, right, I see. Because so, I thought it was just a mountain. I didn't think it was a volcano. <laughs> yeah, as if, as if the earthquakes and tsunamis aren't enough to worry about. And I looked up best Italian restaurants because Brownie, my roomie, is getting a bit grumpy because all I do in the evening is drink and he sometimes likes to eat. So I thought I would take him out for an Italian. But I researched UK polling figures. They don't make for pleasant reading if you're not a conservative. And I also read a Guardian long read on suicide. That was revealing. Oh, well, I get up very early, so I, I read. I read quite an interesting, good interview in the Times with Andrew Ridgely. Oh, th- I, I saw. I might read that tomorrow. <laughs> I don't think there's going to be any boring bits tomorrow on day five, though. Uh, no, but you might have time in the afternoon. <laughs> I think my wife would probably leave me. What's that? The cricket finished three hours ago, and you're only back now. But darling, Andrew Ridgely. Yeah. What is he here? Yeah, that would take some persuading, wouldn't it? He's got a book out, apparently, anyway. I, 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 I didn't think that we would take a turn to the Ridgely. But, hey, people joke about Andrew Ridgely, don't they, as if his life's been terrible. And he basically retired at 24 and has been living off the royalties. Nightmare. Yeah, absolutely. What a terrible life. Well, that pretty much brings us to the end of the following on podcast for day four at the Bay Over, Mount Monganui, which is a mountain, not a volcano. Uh, Join us at the end of day five. What will it bring? A draw for England or a victory for New Zealand? We'll find out in under 24 hours. Thanks for listening.
The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you're keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.